Wisdom tells me not to use scripture when communicating with this specific person. And while I didn't fully get it at first, once they spit in my face with their words, it all suddenly made perfect sense. I'll tell you what happened and more on today's Healing Pain with Proverbs. Peace, Truth Tribe. Heal hurtful choices and find answers to some of your most painful questions. Where? In the book of Proverbs. It holds priceless treasures of wisdom for making better life and relationship choices today and forward. Let's read together live right now when you join me for Healing Pain with Proverbs. Most Mondays at 7 a.m. Eastern. Check the homepage of this YouTube channel for future live stream dates. Which particular verse from today's passage will move your heart toward the healing of wisdom most? Leave a comment to let me and Truth Tribe know during this live and get the email subscriber only free download sent on Mondays to help you improve your week. How can you get the free download? Visit ZaraHarrison.com to enter your email address into the pop-up and you'll start to get that download plus more. Okay, it's almost time to get started. Make sure you have a notebook. This is not counseling, a sermon, or a Bible study. It is simply a reading and sharing of the word for inspiration and encouragement. You don't even use the word. I know it more than you do. So what kind of counsel could you even give me? That's what I was facing on the other side of my Zoom call with someone who had sought me out for help but before we get started and get all in in all to all of that let me just say peace truth tribe if you're not already a part of the tribe peace i'm author counselor and coach zara harrison helping you remember that love doesn't lie or expect you to live one why because we are not to be a fool for love nope love is wisdom and that wisdom is so healing okay so how did i get on this crazy zoom call with this person it all started when i got this form and when i read over the form i really didn't want to do it but i, I still ask y'all so that i'm not in disobedience because sometimes i might not want to do something but the most high wants me to do it uh, not just because the person may need it but maybe something in me needs to grow and stretch right so i'm looking over it I'm not really feeling it. You know, I'm like, yeah, nah, but I didn't have peace to decline it. So I take this person on with instruction, though, from the most high, not to use his word directly, but more indirectly. Now, again, at first, that didn't really make sense. I kind of had a, 
a sense of what that could mean, but I didn't really know like why the most high or wisdom was kind of encouraging me to not use the word directly, but use it more indirectly. Some weeks in, despite some very noticeable progress that the person even admitted and was kind of raving about, they brought up some points and they said they wanted to argue a few scriptural situations. And basically the scriptures that they wanted to argue would be condoning their sin. They were misinterpreting these scriptures so that they could participate in some sinful behavior. Now I refused to do that because again, the wisdom had already instructed me before I even took the person on, don't get into direct scriptural issues with this person. The more they wanted to argue these scriptural points, the more it made sense why the Most High had me doing that. So I refocused to what we were there for, which was mindset shifting. Like, let's we're shifting our mindset. And that's when they insulted the crap out of me and my ability to counsel and even got quite disrespectful, mocking me. What I learned from that situation is that you can't help a fool who is wise in their own sight. Now, of course, I knew and I know the word and more importantly, the divine author of it. But because I wouldn't argue with this person about what I knew, they used the help that they'd been benefiting from against me and even insulted the very spirit they said they needed proof of from me in the form of debate. Today, I prefer not to work with fools. I learned a very good lesson at that time. Sometimes, you know, you get caught up with them and you don't, you won't know until you're starting to work with the person. But I say that I prefer not to work with fools, not just because they're fools, but because they have too much pride to be helped. And on top of that, they will blame and even abuse you for trying to help them. It's so twisted. So I usually release people like that when they want to get into debates about scripture or they want to argue about certain points. That is a sign that they can't be helped. And I also want to caution you to do the same as well, to release people that can't be helped because they refuse to be helped. See, wisdom wants us to neglect. Yes, neglect and even forsake fools how do we know there's even a fool in our midst to forsake or neglect well proverbs is showing us if you've been hanging with us in pale and pain with proverbs that a fool usually does one or more of at least these four things get your pencil and your pen out hope you got a notebook but healing pain with proverbs Because Proverbs is showing us that a fool usually does one or more of four things. The first is they will detest wisdom. So they don't want to hear from a sound mind. They detest it. It disgusts them. They get get so turned off. They get angry. Two, they will ridicule you when they are the one who's guilty. So they usually insult you for confronting and even helping them. You can confront them lovingly. You can confront them healthily, 
but they will ridicule you for doing it. Three, they are argumentative. A fool likes to argue. So they like to participate in what Yah says is quarrelsome behavior. They are full of strife. They love arguing, debates, going back and forth. Four, they are licentious, what the word calls, which means they lack legal restraint. So they are often have issues with integrity when it comes to legal matters. They don't like authority. They will harp on the law, but they don't follow it themselves. I'm talking about spiritually and in life. They have issues with moral restraint. They lack integrity when it comes to morality. They make excuses. They create these schemes and do all these things and then they justify it. And they also lack sexual restraint. And if you've been with us with Healing Payment Proverbs, you see these sexual scenarios come up often. They lack sexual restraint. So when you notice these four things in a person as habit or pattern, they are a fool. And the scripture and wisdom and Proverbs is warning and cautioning us to neglect those types of people and even forsake them. And you'll see what I mean. So I wanted to ask you who in your life maintains a pattern or a habit of one or more of those four traits that defines a fool. Because wisdom says to forsake them. Or else you pay for it in harm like we've discovered so far in Healing Pain with Proverbs, if you go back to a previous chapter, and sometimes that harm that you suffer will be even more harm than they do. So let's get into Proverbs 9 to see what wisdom has for us today. We love wisdom over here. And we want to know what wisdom has to say today about this this sometimes very difficult truth to accept that we need to forsake and neglect fools who exhibit those four traits. Before we get into that, as always, we need to petition the most high to lead and to guide us and to be with us. So that's what we're going to do. Forgive me, y'all. I'm a little emotional because I'm under a little bit of a spiritual attack today. (sighs) It's a little difficult right now. But I'm here. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. Thank you most high for your love. Thank you for your grace and your mercy. We repent of our sins. We ask that you will forgive us for sinning against you, but not appreciating your love, 
the grace that you give us, the protection that you cover us with. There are so many tragedies. There are so many accidents. There are so many um, misfortunes that we miss. And we never even knew you protected us from it. We thank you for that. Keep us mindful that you are for us and those that are with us are more than those that are with them, the enemy. We ask that you will also forgive us for sinning against others, whether intentionally or unintentionally. Sometimes in in episodes of foolish behavior, we may not understand the pain we inflict on people. Other times we know, like, straight up intentionally what we're doing. We ask Most High that you will forgive us. You said in your word that if we repent and confess that you will cleanse us from all unrighteousness, all unrighteousness, most high. We know that those who pursue wise choices are more likely to thrive in you as opposed to suffering unnecessary consequences. Foolish decisions stupefy our conscience. And they put out the trigger of conviction, Most High, and we need your conviction. Don't let us get caught up in making a pattern of foolish decisions to the point where we can no longer be triggered by your conviction. We can't even hear it. We don't even know it. That is such a dangerous, dangerous place, Most High. Cleanse us so we can be convicted by you. Help us surround ourselves with those who sincerely seek your truth, not fools. Those who respond to your correction and your conviction promptly, expeditiously, with humility and with love, as opposed to anger and abuse. We know that true wisdom is a reflection of you. The proper response to correction, the proper response to help is an indicator of how close we are to you. And the wisdom that we are continually tapping into to access. Most high, we also know that wisdom Allows us to live prosperously, not just financially, but it also restores our life and our health from sickness, sorrow, and sin. If we're paying attention in Proverbs, we see that. Help us to continue to go straight. Help your people stop going wayward. Help your people stop going backward. Help your people stop behaving stiff-necked. 
help your people stop indulging in foolish behaviors and choices so that then and only then we can be advanced in the direction or the journey of sound discernment that only divine wisdom provides most high we thank you so much for your wisdom we love wisdom and your word has told us last healing payment proverbs that when we love wisdom wisdom will love us back let your wisdom love us back show us most high what foolish Patterns, behaviors, relationships, and people we need to neglect and forsake so that harm does not come to us because of indulging in it. In the name of Yahusha. Hallelujah. All right, y'all. Proverbs 9 is pretty short. Uh, Wisdom's invitation. Wisdom has built her spacious and... Oh, my bad, y'all. Hold on. I got slightly distracted. I meant to give you and myself a hand clap for today because... It ain't easy trying to get up and do do this, okay? Healing pain with Proverbs is like getting people out of jail spiritually. It's like going to get slaves and taking them to freedom. It is, you are a target. And it is a... It makes the enemy very, very, very upset. He don't like those strongholds to be released. He don't like to lose control. He has control issues. He don't like to use, uh, lose that grip. But nevertheless, you know, we press on and we gonna, we gonna do what we do. But I just wanted to give y'all a hand clap for, for getting up and being here um, 7 a.m. Eastern time. And um, the Most High rewards your diligence. He will reward you for your diligence. All right, now let's get into it. Um, Proverbs 9. Wisdom's invitation. And I think the beautiful... Yo, this is so crazy. Because just... Yo, I swear I didn't plan this. Yesterday, or either the day before yesterday, whenever I scheduled it, I scheduled a post on YouTube community and it said, you're invited. And it was a GIF. Or GIF, however you say it. My children laugh at me when I say it wrong. Um, of me saying, come with us. And if you see here, Proverbs 9 says, wisdom's invitation. Y'all, I didn't even plan that. An invitation is very special um, when it comes from a healthy, divine place. You know, the, the devil always inviting you to get into some temptation. But a divine invitation, like the wisdom we're talking about, like for somebody to invite you, I want you to be my guest in this. 
I, sh- I selected you to be on my guest list. I want you to come. I've prepared something for you. Like that's dope when you think about that. So wisdom's invitation. Wisdom has built her spacious and sufficient house. See, she has hewn out and set up seven pillars. Now, when it comes to the seven pillars, this is not a teaching, but I will say that some people think it represents the seven sacraments. Some people say it's the seven gifts of the Holy Spirit, even though there are nine fruits. Some people say it includes the fear of Yah, the instruction, knowledge, understanding, discretion, counsel, and reproof of Yah. Whatever the case, I want to focus on what a pillar is, right? And so a pillar, you know, is those really tall cement blocks. And normally the more pillars you have, the more luxurious architecture looks. So I want us to just look look at this invitation. Like, what, look what you're being invited to. This, this is not no little hood rat setup, okay? This is not no little, um, <laughs> you know, like bootleg situation look what you're being invited to like this 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 is set up for you seven pillars that represents like that could represent perfection because we know seven is supposed to represent perfection but usually when you go back into history the more pillars the more wealthy or sophisticated something was right so this is showing us like wisdom is luxury wisdom is luxurious not just in the sense of like monetary, right? Because we know that this wisdom is more than gold and rubies. But we're saying this gives you a look a luxury with the most high. This is what's inviting you. Like this is what what luxury is like upper class, higher class, and I'm not talking about earthly class system. Take your mind off of this world and go into the divine. Like a luxury is something that you usually can't afford unless you have a certain level of mindset or you have a certain skill or talent, right? Seven pillars, luxury, wisdom's invitation. Are y'all getting it? What else is going on? What else wisdom got for you? She has prepared her food She has mixed her wine. She has also set out her table. She has also set her table. She has set out her maidens. She calls from the highest places of the city. I don't, do y'all see the spread? We talking about the seven pillars is luxurious. You know how for a wedding or some beautiful event, you trying to go get this nice, beautiful setting. We can't say that settings don't matter and locations don't matter because you know, when you're, especially like my husband and I, when we got married, we got married at the justice of peace. But when we renewed our vows for 10 years, we got married at a castle. And it was like, we went scouting for a location. So like when you're intentional about the location with these seven pillars, this luxury, you preparing the food, you mixing the wine, you setting the table, you setting out the maiden. Like, this is like, this is love, yo. This is intention, okay? She calls from the highest places of the city. Whoever is naive 
or inexperienced, let him turn in here to this place, this luxury right here. If you naive, if you inexperienced, in other words, if you don't know what to do, if you can't see your way, if you don't have a mother or a father to take you in and give you counsel, if you don't have a counselor, if you can't afford a counselor, a therapist or whatever you want to pay for, if you don't have anyone in your life to, to give you guidance, whoever is naive or inexperienced, let him turn in here to this place, verse one through three, as for him who lacks understanding, she says, wisdom that is, come, eat my food and drink the wine I have mixed and accept my gifts. You ain't got to pay for this food. It's prepared for you. It's obviously luxurious because if it's housed in a place with seven pillars, I mean, the spread is crazy. And if it requires maidens, we talking about some luxury. And drink the wine that I have mixed, which is usually not cheap to get, and accept my gifts. But this is what you got to do, though, in order to come in here and get this. You have to leave behind your foolishness and the foolish. So remember I told y'all earlier, wisdom cautions us to forsake and to neglect fools, foolish behavior, foolish decisions, and foolish relationships. You want this luxury of wisdom? You want to come eat my food, drink my wine, accept my gifts? Leave behind your foolishness and the foolish so that what? You can live so that means, obviously, if you don't leave it behind, you can die. And we talked about those three S's, sorrow, sickness, and sin. And walk in the way of insight and understanding. Because this is what happens when you don't. He who corrects and instructs a scoffer gets dishonor for himself and he who rebukes a wicked man gets insults for himself i don't know if you're drawing the connection of why it's important to neglect and forsake foolishness and foolish relationships neglect forsake we don't sometimes we don't even need to have a conversation with people about the decision that we're making why because verse 7 says he who corrects and instructs a scoffer gets dishonor for himself and he who rebukes a wicked man gets insults for himself like the story i shared with you earlier so verse 8 says do not correct a scoffer who foolishly ridicules and takes no responsibility for his error or else what he will hate you for it. He will hate you. Neglect forsake, neglect forsake the foolish that make a pattern and habit out of those four traits we talked about earlier. Now on the other hand, verse eight continues correct a wise man and these are the traits that they have 
they learn from their error and they will love you. They will love you. There are people in my life that had to get me straight and I was so thankful. I ain't gonna say they burn a little bit. I ain't gonna say they stink a little bit, but I love them to this day for it. Because it made me, it gave me wisdom that I didn't have to pay for, that I learned from what they had to pay for to get it. To this day, I love them for that. That correction. A fool doesn't respond to you in that way. Verse 9, give instruction to a wise man and he will become even wiser. I'm a testimony of that. And of course, it's not just men, right? It's mankind. So that includes women. But give instruction to a wise man and he will become even wiser. Teach a righteous man. Stop wasting your time on fools. Stop trying to get fools to see the truth. You're harming yourself. There are people out here ripe for the truth and you're ignoring them for fools. Verse nine continues, teach a righteous man and he will increase his learning. He will increase his learning. You don't even got to keep doing it. They, you know, one of the things I love about people that I work with, that I help when they come back and they done learned even more than what I gave them. Teach a righteous man and he will increase his learning. These are signs of wise behaviors and relationships. Verse 10, the reverent fear or respect, the word fear of the most high Yah that is worshiping him and regarding him as truly awesome is the beginning and the preeminent part of wisdom. So that is where wisdom starts. Its starting point in its essence is knowing that the most high Yah is truly awesome. So that's what we say earlier. The way a person responds to your wisdom or your accountability or your loving correction is a direct indicator of their true respect for the most high Yah, because that's where true wisdom starts an awe for Yah. And the knowledge of the Holy One is not everything that you know. It's not all the verses you know. It's not all the points you can argue or debate. The knowledge of the Holy One is understanding and spiritual insight. You know, they say we got two ears so we can listen more than we talk. Fools love to talk and argue. But to practice spiritual insight, you don't talk as much. You're listening more. Verse 11, for by me, wisdom from the Most High Yah, your days will be multiplied. Wisdom out here multiplying days now. Foolishness is out here giving us sorrow and sickness and putting us into more sin. But wisdom is multiplying days out here. It's life. And not only that, it says, and years of life shall be increased. I love wisdom. I love wisdom. Y'all say it. Wisdom, I love you because it's going to love you back. Verse 12. If you are wise... You are wise for yourself, for your own benefit. 
basically like, look, I, you ain't doing this for me. This is for you. A lot of what the Most High instructs us of and warns us of and cautions us of and trying to help us, it ain't, it ain't necessarily for him. It's for you. If you scoff thoughtlessly, ridicule and disdain, you alone will pay the penalty. So you pay a penalty for ridiculing or disdaining wisdom. The foolish woman is restless and noisy. Now listen, when we see foolish woman, I've heard some people teach like, see women, you gotta watch out for the men, men too. Proverbs 9 is being written to a young man. So it's highlighting, you know, how women can be with this man, but then also how um, males can be in friendship with this person and how to tell the difference between the two. It is not saying that women are fools and this is women are restless. All women are restless and noisy. No, it's showing you a comparison of a foolish woman. That's why foolish precedes woman. I'm not saying that all women are like this. And I'm just saying this because some people actually teach that. The foolish woman who, and it could also be a foolish man. These characteristics and these traits are evident in women and men. The foolish woman is restless and noisy. Can't get right and always got something to say. Always got advice to give somebody, but your life ain't even caught up with them. She is naive and easily misled and thoughtless and knows nothing at all of eternal value but it's noisy though know nothing of eternal value easily misled and thoughtless but it's what noisy got a whole lot to say but saying nothing she sits at the doorway of her house on a seat by the high and conspicuous places of the city. So look at the allegory here. Wisdom was calling in the beginning. And now this foolishness is sitting at the doorway on a seat by the high places of the city. Calling to those who pass by. So just like wisdom is available for you. Foolishness is available for you. Is your choice. It's like the scripture, I set before you life and death. Which one will you choose? Life, we see it equates with wisdom. Foolishness, we see it equates with death. These two things are calling you. It's what you're going to respond to and what you're going to answer to. My sheep know my voice. I'm just saying. When I hear that nonsense, I'm like, I don't speak that language. But anyway, she sits at the doorway of her house on a seat by the high inconspicuous places of the city, calling to those who pass by who are making their path straight. Look, they on the straight path. She ain't calling nobody on the wayward path. She already got them. She calling to the people that's on the straight path. What's she saying? Foolishness. What is foolishness saying? Whoever is naive or inexperienced, look at that, trying to be like, wisdom you got to pay attention to people 
who pretend to be something that they're not so that they can get you yoked up into something. Wolf in sheep clothing. This the same line. Whoever is naive or inexperienced, let him turn and hear. And to him who lacks understanding or common sense, foolishness says, stolen waters, which are pleasures, are sweet because they are forbidden. And bread eaten in secret is pleasant. See, there you go with the lies. There you go with the lies right there. Okay. Started off with the same line, ended up with a distortion. Nah, stolen waters might be sweet, but they ain't going to end up pleasant. The temptation, the whatever the thing is that you want to do. Look, fornicating feels good. I ain't gonna hold you. I fornicated before, but not when it's time to pay for it. It sure ain't, and it lasts way longer than the moment that felt good. Temptation will deceive you. Foolishness tempts. So foolishness deceives you into thinking that something is that is momentary, a momentary pleasantness is going to be a long-term pleasantness and it is not verse 18 says but he does not know that the spirit of the dead are there and that her guests at this different house that ain't luxurious really are already in the depths of sheol the netherworld the place of the dead I said before you life and death, which one you going to choose? They both calling wisdom, calling and foolishness is calling. But my sheep know my voice says the most high and foolishness should be a language you don't know no more. You should be like, huh? What? I don't understand that. I don't speak that. And I mean that by when you are encountered with people who exhibit these traits that should be foreign to you it should be foreign to you that was proverbs 9 we love you wisdom i'm gonna read a few comments and then i'm gonna get out of y'all way um let's see Hold up. Peace, Katia. Thanks for joining us, Katia. Peace, Shelly Murphy. Thanks for joining us. Uh, uh, uh. Peace, Liz Bet Garcia. Y'all had me praying for you and your family last night. He is with you strong. Remember, he knows his children's types of cries. Thank you for your petitions to the Most High and only the Most High. Peace, Nicola Simpson. Thank you for joining us. Um, Peace, Rainy Powell. Thank you for joining us. Okay, somebody finally left the scripture because y'all be forgetting. I be trying to tell y'all, make sure 
that you put in the live or in the comment section once you watch the playback which verse stood out to you most and why because this helps people get more excited about reading reading proverbs it also helps people feel connected because it's like oh you too and it also gives people certain revelations that maybe they didn't see when you share that so please share the verse that stuck out to you most because some of y'all be like all right one two three four eight nine ten thirteen fifteen twenty one the one that stuck out to you most okay i mean if you want to do more than one have at it but the one that stuck out to you the most Shelly Murphy says Proverbs 4 7. Wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom and all you didn't get it. Okay, Shelly Murphy, that's Proverbs 4. We we doing Proverbs 9 today, my bad. So a Proverbs, thank you for sharing that though. But a Proverbs for uh chapter 9. What verse stuck out to y'all the most? Rainy Powell says Wisdom's love is so in-depth. I can just cry. I know, right? Me too. I love wisdom. I really love wisdom so much. All right, y'all. Um, if you found this video helpful, can you please show me by giving it a thumbs up? And if you have not already, please make sure that you subscribe to this YouTube channel. Plus, share this video to help somebody else. You never know who's out there going through um, the harm of dealing with foolish behaviors and people in relationships. Also, did you know that you can get instant notifications about lives just like this one that you're watching? Look in the description to this video for my personal Telegram invitation link. And last, but most certainly not least before i go i just like to thank truth tribe patrons patrons are those who help me make free content including videos exercises and resources just like this live that you're watching right now i want you to know patrons i truly appreciate your support and i'm sure those who benefit from your giving appreciate it too all right, y'all. Um, I'm going to go ahead and get out of y'all way. Make sure that you watch a recommended video on the next screen. Or I will see you in the next live. If you get my notifications. Peace, Truth Tribe. They always told me love's supposed to suffer long. I looked it up in the lexicon. It say that suffering actually means the act of being patient. Have I been patient with you? And who is to decide when long is long enough? And what do I do when I feel I've had enough?